Two COVID cases in Christchurch. Let's get some perspective uh, on this now with Professor Michael Baker from the Otago Medical School. Good morning, Professor. Yeah, kia ora, John. What did you think when you heard about these two cases this morning? Well, I think it's always disappointing to imagine the virus spreading across New Zealand, particularly to the South Island, which, you know, has gone for almost a year without cases. So, yes, and I think probably like people in, in Christchurch, it's quite a shock, isn't it? Is this a failure of the system? Well, yes and no. I mean, basically New Zealand, as we all know, has changed its settings from elimination to what we call suppression. And, uh, of course, Auckland is in suppression and the rest of the country is still maintaining an elimination approach, which means that uh, that uh, cases and, and lines of transmission are being stamped out as effectively as possible. So that's the, that's the setting. But, of course... There's still a lot of travel from the, the North Island and Auckland and the Waikato to um, the South Island uh, by air and, and, and I guess also by, by the ferry. So um, we would expect cases to eventually appear in different parts of the South Island. So I that, guess we had that warning in Blenheim, didn't we? So I'd interpret that as, I guess, it is a failure of the system. Is that what you're saying? Well, I think we could, if there was a very concerted effort to prevent transmission to the South Island, that could happen. So this is really related to the policy settings we're choosing at the moment. And I think what's interesting is that South Island mayors, I believe, didn't promote the idea of having a very tight border with the North Island. So it is a question of um, the choices we're making at the moment. Are you saying local leadership could have done more? Well, I think they could have stated what the policy settings they they wanted were. And uh, if you look at um, the example in Australia... Um, Tasmania has um, gone for over a year with no local transmission. Uh, and Australia itself is actually, you know, of the eight states and territories, uh, five are still pursuing elimination, although I think uh, some of them are announcing a change at the moment. So it is a choice, the settings you have. Um, the South Island could keep the virus out for quite a prolonged period if it chose to. I mean, there are obvious benefits of raising vaccine coverage, vaccinating younger children, for example, um, keeping the economy uh, functioning very well. So it is a choice. How can you say it's a choice for the South Island or a choice the South Island hasn't made when you would need a government approval or government sign-off for things like closing the border, wouldn't you? Yeah, it's not um, closing the border fully. It is basically managing the border very tightly. Uh, and that would be um, having um, more requirements for pre-travel departure, particularly from Auckland at the moment, I mean, there is a requirement for testing, but you'd also decrease the number of people travelling, of course, to just essential workers. Uh, you'd have the pre-travel testing as we have now. You might have rapid antigen testing. And also, I think a vaccination requirement would be very reasonable. Is that what you think needs to happen now? Well, again, um, I, I think it, it is an option to basically limit transmission to the South Island. It comes down to the policy settings that I think are being articulated by leaders in the South Island and by the government. So what should people in Christchurch this morning be doing? Because it seems that we're in the dark, and this seems to be the case more and more when these cases are discovered. We're not being told where these people live. We haven't been told yet. We don't know where the schools are affected. We don't know what response the government is going to make. What should we as individuals be doing ourselves well, I think the, the three things, um, and this is everyone's quite familiar with this, um, 
firstly, if you have any symptoms at all, come forward and get tested because that will help to put a limit or a boundary around this, this current outbreak. I mean, the second thing, of course, is continue to follow the rules because at level two, there are restrictions, um, there are limits on gathering size, and everyone who is indoors with other people should be wearing masks because they are very effective. And the third thing, of course, is getting vaccinated. There are, there are lots of things that people in the South Island, and particularly, particularly in Christchurch at the moment, can do. But the other things that I'm talking about are really about um, negotiating the best policy settings to limit transmission to the South Island, but obviously keep um, the, 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 the boundary. It's really not a formal border. It's just a boundary um, operating because, of course, you need people moving backwards and forwards. But to come to a, a, an optimal point where using all of the available measures to prevent, as long as possible, transmission to the South Island. So the news this morning, the COVID minister is being reported as saying that these people weren't using the COVID Tracer app. How problematic is that going to be? Well, that obviously limits uh, the contact tracing because, uh, and I hadn't realised initially how long this, this infected person had been in the South Island for. I think it was almost two weeks ago that they arrived. So oh, really? Have, really? Is that right? I, I thought it was a week. No, well, it's, it's over a week anyway, but um, I haven't, um, I'm just trying to, to see the exact timing, but um, they haven't just arrived. So they've had some time um, in Christchurch to have been out and about potentially exposing people. And this is where, obviously, we're all waiting for more information, and this is where contact tracing is so vital, and that's to um, um, interview the person about where they've been, identify a place of interest, and this is where um, good and bad luck come into it a huge amount because um, this person may have kept to themselves and not exposed anyone else when they were infectious. I mean, they obviously were infectious because they infected one other household member. But some people are not very infectious at all. And the, the outbreak just doesn't go anywhere, even with the Delta variant. And as we've seen, other people can infect a whole room full of people in a few minutes. Um, as we saw in, in the start of this outbreak in Auckland. Professor, thank you very much for that. Um, that I mean, the, the news about the two-week thing, that's, um, that will, will have taken most of us by surprise. Um, and we'll wait and see what, what develops. What would be your recommendation to the government just before you go? Well, I, I think we need to really um, tighten up on movement of people across New Zealand, particularly from Level 3 areas, and particularly to the South Island, because really there are huge health and economic benefits with delaying the widespread distribution of this virus across New Zealand. Thank you very much for your time. That's Professor Michael Baker from the Otago Medical School.